following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Someday edition of Main Street Sports today on the program will be joined by Matt Brown with Extra Points talking a little conference realignment, the mess that that is. Also, Heather Williams with WCYB-TV out of Bristol. Reaction to the Daytona 500 over the weekend. We've also got uh, plenty of high school sports region tournaments in full swing and a slew of other topics, including it is Wild and Wacky Wednesday. To any guys from this side of the Duck River, now in the Lee Company studio, that's the Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. It is a hump day edition, and boy, are we excited for yet another middle of the week. Just right in the middle. Here we are. Just, I'm exhausted. Stuck in the middle. With who? Uh, well, it's so clowns and jokers that i'm more concerned with but yeah you know. oh man literally guys i, I i've been up since about 5 30 well you've actually and, been working this week and i've been up since 5 30 this morning with the kid does that mean that you normally don't work is that is that well, where you're going there mel i typically don't work in the morning time because I, I had not been able to i had not been able to do much in the you know in that 8 to 12 window when you have to deal with you know being at home with a kid there's just not a lot you can do i mean so it's it's been a crazy week though on top of on top of the timing the content has been a plenty so yeah it's it's been a crazy week and i feel like it's tuesday of next week already that's how much I feel like. Now I was standing we've next. Done. I was standing next to somebody last night out at Mount Pleasant at the District Ten Two A Boys Tournament Constellations and Championships, and he's like, "Been a busy week." I'm like, yeah, and it's just Tuesday. It doesn't feel like that though. That's what's crazy. Yeah, it's there's. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. Ironically, and it's not easing up. Well, it's it's ironic that you say it's been a lot because it really has been a lot. Mm-hmm. But today's rundown has like nine things on it. Because <laughs> it just, but it really has been just district tournament time is the toughest time of the year because there it's about a week and two days, especially when you have one one day of pushing it back because mm-hmm. of rain. It's, I mean, it, it, it gets drawn out and it takes forever. Well, it, well, sometimes it gets drawn out unintentionally. Right. And sometimes it, it gets drawn out intentionally and that doesn't help any either, but that's neither here nor there. I think all of our district tournaments are finally, over with. Finally. So now we can kind of spin our attention to regions that start up on Friday. Now we can Along see. with state wrestling that starts up tomorrow. Don't remind us, man. And Columbia Speaking. State that begins state tournament play this weekend over in Dyersburg that I'm still trying to get brackets for. By so. the way, well, you know, we missed that on Monday. They did, men and women swept um, 
Jackson, Jackson State on Monday. Sounds like. So, anyway. Can't miss what you don't know. <laughs> it was, it, again, it's been a week. So, and it's only Wednesday. I hope you guys are having a good week so far and getting ready for the back half. Let's go ahead and get to um, yesterday's results and today's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. As we mentioned, District 10 2A boys basketball consolation and championship results from last night in the consolations Giles County defeated Lewis County 82-61 championship game was Summertown 47 Loretta 43 in NCAA men's basketball specifically Southeastern Conference men's basketball action number 17 Tennessee went over to Como and picked up an 80-61 win over Missouri 24th ranked Alabama edged Host Vanderbilt at Memorial Gym 74-72 last night. And in the NHL, the Preds with a pum- comeback. Pummeling the net in a 6-4 victory over visiting Florida. It was 4-3 at one time, and then the Preds scored a tight and they wiped the goal away. So the Preds said, Fine, we'll just score three score more times. <laughs> and they did. So. Yeah, if, we, if we put enough in the net, eventually some of them are going to count, right? <laughs> enough will count for us to win. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Tonight's schedule in men's basketball action at 6 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. You can see Lipscomb at Bellarmine. So, A-Sun, baby. Well, A-Sun action. Yeah, Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State also play at 6 on ESPN+, Plus if you care. Some people do. Uh, <laughs> not being one of them. NCAA baseball action at Tennessee, 18th-ranked Tennessee, UNC Asheville. That first pitch is at 430. Vanderbilt, fifth-ranked Commodores hosting Evansville. The Aces, I bet they have cool uniforms. I bet they do, too. Uh, 530 first pitch in Middle Tennessee State, as we heard from Chip yesterday, rescheduled from Thursday to today at Belmont. That is a 5 o'clock first pitch for the Blue Raiders and the Bruins. So go check it out, and that's today's Rundown. Today's top story, the opening kick, if you will, talking a little NFL football because it, it appears, according to the big, uh, the big lead, I believe, is, yeah, that's where it came from. Monday Night Football is back. But with a twist, a little Ooh, twist. Back? The doubleheader, I'm sorry. Okay. The, the Monday Night Football doubleheader mm-hmm. that we had two years ago and they didn't have last year for some reason or whatever. Cause it, In the opening weekend, is that what you're yeah, referring it to? it was so late. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of folks were really, you know, really not enjoying it because... It was late. You couldn't stay up till mm-hmm. midnight and watch, well, watch both games. They couldn't. Yeah, well... Yeah. But according to the uh, Sports Business Journal, when ESPN's new NFL deal kicks for 2023, ABC will carry three Monday night football games each year of the new contract. This year, during what league and networks are calling a bridge season, that will sync up the contracts. So the 2022 season is between the contracts, I guess. They will carry one quasi-doubleheader. Quasi. They're gonna kick pseudo. They're, huh? they're they're gonna kick one at six central, and then kick another at seven central, and run them simultaneously. Okay, okay. So they're not really double headers. They're just 
two games on Monday night. Yes, but it's still both Monday night football, so I don't know how you want to call it. Two games on Monday night football. It's very interesting, and that's what they said. It's a twist, yeah. necessarily. But, you know, it, it'll work out. If if one game's bad, mm-hmm. you just turn on the other one. If one game is – or if they're both good, they're really in good shape because you're going to, you know, probably – most people have picture-in-picture availability now. You just may not know how to do it. <laughs> but um, it's pretty cool. That they're, you know, I've always loved the idea of kicking. Like during halftime, I can go flip over to this other game and I can watch a live game. I don't have to watch halftime halftime. at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's very frustrating. That's what kills me about uh, Saturday morning football. I want one game to kick off at 11 and one game to kick off at 11 15. It's really or, not, or 11.30. Or 11.30. Yeah, yeah. Stagger them. Just stagger them. So I can – it's not halftime at the same time every time. But they don't want to concede that people aren't watching the halftime updates, though, either. So Because they got to sell those commercials, too, right? Raise your hand if you watch halftime. Does anybody – now, JP likes that stuff because he's a studio he's guy. More, yeah, he's more of a production guy, and he watches that stuff. Yeah, but um, but most sports fans are looking for something else, or they're tending to their barbecue grill or whatever. Mm-hmm. On on Saturdays, I I will dump out of halftime. Yeah, I won't I won't stay around for that. So uh, I'll I'll flip around because of what you're talking about. You have staggered. Games, so you you can flip around uh, without really missing a whole lot. But on Sunday, Sundays is difficult. You can't. Which I mean, you're only yeah. you only get you you typically only get one game anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you, yeah, have, you don't have much of a choice, if you have the option for more than one, <laughs> it's still yeah, just one. That's I where if you can get the red zone channel, right? That's mm-hmm. where you can flip. If it's halftime of the game, you're following. Flip over to the red zone if you if you got it, and then you get the last two minutes of whatever. Yeah, because mm-hmm. again, it's still going to be halftime yep. for most places. But it's okay. I mean, I'm I'm okay with this. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. Both games will finish at a decent hour, and theoretically, well, unless it's that that Ravens Raiders game that went to like double overtime right. or something. I don't even know. But uh, yeah. It's going to be good for for ABC and ESPN. I'm I'm interested to see how this works. Uh, ABC getting Monday Night Football back is certainly unique in and of itself. So. Yeah. Now all you need is Don Meredith and and the guys, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh man, what a great show we have! Matt Brown talking OVC Big South football scheduling alliance as well as expansion in the OVC they added a team so should be interesting a basketball only team of course but they added today? one yeah <laughs> like today <laughs> so we'll talk to Matt about that we've got SEC hoops Colin, Colin Cowherd making some ridiculous statements of course no, no can't that imagine never that happens, yeah. um some a, a bill has been introduced to talk about Tax breaks for stadiums. So there's that. Heather Williams as well, and it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. All of that ahead on Main Street Sports Today. Stick around after this.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in to this Wednesday edition of Main Street Sports Today. Chris Yao, Mo Patton, J.P. Plant here with you. Teresa Walker, friend of the show, is out at Nissan Stadium where they are talking about the Stadium Series game between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Nashville Predators that will take place this Saturday. Miranda Lambert and Dirks Bentley will be uh, taking part in some in a semi a, a quasi concert. <laughs> You got a word of the day now, don't we? We do. Let's, let's see how many more segments we yeah. can get that into. Maybe this is a quasi-segment. Mm. I don't know. But tomorrow we will talk with Pete Weber, Nashville Predators play-by-play voice. Should be a lot of fun to talk about that and Pekka's ceremony. So all of that coming ahead later this week. You're definitely going to want to watch, or watch and listen wherever you get your podcasts, or, of course, you can watch us live on your social media networks of choice. Right now, though, we need to go to some conference realignment because... Because it never stops. It never stops. <laughs> we we could literally just have Matt on at all times just to randomly break in and say, hey, guys, got, got some movement. <laughs> I mean, it's really insane. But joining us now... Uh, is uh, publisher of Extra Points, the best newsletter in 
college sports, if you ask me. It is Matt Brown. Matt, welcome in. Thanks for taking some time with us, man. Hey, it's always it's my pleasure. And you're right. I feel like it's uh, about every ten days, some, somebody's moving somewhere and packing up somewhere else, and we we have we have need to hop back on the phone again. It's um quite intriguing, and um the news yesterday of the Big South and the Ohio Valley Conference joining forces for football purposes starting with the 2023 season was um was the news of the day and in true fashion as chris informed me that goes on to the back burner 24 hours later because the ovc and lindenwood out of st charles missouri announced that lindenwood will be joining the conference here soon um as that program comes up from NCAA Division Two, so and Matt, you and I had kind of talked about that when we talked offline about a week or so ago. Well, that was kind of expected. I guess I'd kind of forgotten about it. But um, the 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 OVC. What are your thoughts about the OVC right now? Sure, I um, I look at this at this football merger with the Big South which, you know, still have a, a fair amount of pretty significant questions left unanswered. We don't know what it's called. <laughs> we don't know who's going to be in charge. Big OVC. Uh, we don't know what the branding <laughs> is going to look like. Yeah, the, 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 the big Ohio's, uh, I, I, I don't know. And, and this is a, a non-trivial question. But, but I look at this as this is, this is the right move to kind of stop the bleeding. Uh, really for, for both of these leagues that are, are certainly on the hunt right now for other football playing members, if not all sports members. And just like if you were a company that was trying to, to hire some new staff, but you couldn't prove that you were still going to be operating you know, six months from now, it's going to be hard for you to recruit new members. And, and that's where I think things are with the OBC because you have half of this league that is at least rumored to be looking at other options. You have uh, a football coach at one of these programs, like you're flat out saying in an interview, I think this is a dying conference, which is, makes it difficult then to get on the phone and say, you know, would you like to join this league? <laughs> one thing is division two, right? Like, well, I just, just, we'll just, we'll just put Eddie George on the side over here for a second, Western Illinois, as we're trying to talk to you. So the, the fact that they're able to, to, to secure this is there was a way of saying like, look, no matter what happens to any of these other schools, if you participate in this league, you're going to have access to the FCS playoffs. You're going to have access to a championship experience. You're going to have access to a stable number of regular season games. I don't know what this league is going to look like in five years, but this is the, I think it's the best possible outcome for securing some stability right now. Let's Let's kind of go through this because we know Kennesaw State and North Alabama, they headed to the A-Sun, and then North Carolina A&T announced they were headed to the CAA. Who is who is in the Big South at this point, or that would be right Hang now? Hang on. I can answer that. You can answer. Because the, Char- uh, the Charlotte Observer has an article up today. Um, so let's see. In 2023, the Big South, well, in 2023, the four remaining football members will be Campbell, Charleston Southern, Garner Webb, and Robert Morris. Robert Morris in Pennsylvania, by the way. Yeah. Yep. Well, so, of Pittsburgh. And, yeah. and Campbell with the number one recruiting class in the country. 
FYI. <laughs> so it's pretty wild. Yeah. Just it, had a story up on ESPN about that today. That's right. And then the OVC supposedly in 2023 for football will consist of Eastern Illinois, Southeast Missouri State, Tennessee State, Tennessee Tech, and UT Martin. And and Lindenwood. And, and now Lindenwood. Lindenwood. Yeah. So I didn't realize Lindenwood played football. I did not either <laughs> until I was just looking on their website here over the break. So I was like, they definitely just added another basketball school. But no, it was in fact football. So how how important was that for this for this to happen or was Lindenwood just an added bonus for the big South? You know, it's funny. I think the Lindenwood situation was, was secured well before um, the big South merger. You know, it's really quite shocking how quickly this came together. And and that's why I think it's not a surprise. (laughs) There's still some big questions left unanswered. You know, my understanding is that the the structure of the big South agreement came together in a little over a week. Um, And I know what the OVC had been talking with, other leagues about doing something similar and those conversations had broken down at, at, at various points. So I don't think Lindenwood was a requirement to make this happen. Uh, it, it's a nice addition. It, it, it's a school that I think is going to help the OVC predominantly in some other sports. They sponsor a gajillion sports. Um, it, it's probably going to take them a little while to get to the point where they can compete for conference championships in football. The, the, the jump from D2 to D1 is, is significant. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what strikes me about this whole thing, Matt. You know, Lindenwood is coming up from D2. Southern Indiana, which does not have football, but they are coming up from D2 to join the OVC. You know, that's not just a walk into the office one day and say, hey, let's go D1. Yeah, it's, I think it's a little bit different for, for certain sports. You know, we, we've seen now the past couple of years that if you are – a really good Division II basketball program, and you can retain the athletes on your team, and you're walking into a league that's not the NBA, you know, Central, the Eastern Conference or something, you can be successful relatively quickly. You know, Bellarmine up, up in Louisville mm-hmm. was a D2 power. They've been successful in the A-Sun. Uh, Merrimack was a, a high-level Division II program. They came in, and they were, they were successful you know, pretty early on, I think, in the NEC. Mm-hmm. It's much harder in football. You know, in, in basketball, like your 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 roster size, your scholarship allocation is still pretty similar. To go from D two to FCS, you're going to have to add on twenty plus scholarships. You're going to have to do a lot more hiring. And now, yeah, you're entering into a league where Campbell is signing guys that could be playing in in, uh, in the Sun Belt uh, or in or in Conference USA. So it it generally takes a while. There's a couple of exceptions uh, on the football side, and I can think of maybe one or two Division two football schools that. I think could come in and be over 500 pretty quickly, but I would, I would imagine Linda was going to take their lumps on the football field these first couple of seasons until they're able to get their infrastructure in place. Of course, at the same time, this isn't your father's OVC either. I mean, there's no Eastern Kentucky. There's, there's no Jacksonville Jacksonville State. Um, Yeah. It's kind of yeah. Well, there's no the, Murray. Murray, Murray, Murray was the preseason favorite to win it this past year, I believe. Yeah, recently they've been very good. Yeah. So, so, well, since Chris was there, I don't. I guess since he left, maybe not. I don't know. But you know, a lot of folks talking about Tennessee State in this, with NCA and T leaving the Big South, and with the issues that have been 
happening with the classic over in Memphis and that sort of thing. Tennessee State, and, and of course, obviously, Eddie George's comments is calling it calling it a dying conference. It can't go over well. Where, yeah, uh, how does especially when you're in the uh, the home of your conference, in the home city of your conference, yeah. how important or how how vulnerable is the OVC and Tennessee State's relationship? I think it, you are you are have not been the first people to raise this point to me. This is something I've heard from HBCU circles for several months. Uh, it's something that I've heard from administrators at, at other schools. Like I, I can tell you that ADs in the OVC are worried about losing not just Tennessee State but potentially multiple Tennessee schools, and that's part of the reason that you want to get this sort of arrangement the Big South. with the Big South solidified as soon as you possibly can to be able to say like, look, we're not dying, we uh, we are we are reevaluating, <laughs> we're a different kind of league, but you still have an auto bit. I, I I am unaware of any imminent changes to any of the Tennessee schools to, to go elsewhere. I'm unaware of, of anybody like brokering anything with the A-Sun or at the SWAP, but I can't lie to you and say that it would be impossible. We, 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 we can both read, right? We, we, we can both see a, a spreadsheet. We, we both know that, that those are leagues that, that would be looking for other members. I, I, I can't I can share this, that I know that officials at Tennessee State want another HBCU in this league. And they want another Southern HBCU league, so right. Chicago State would not be sufficient. Um, so I know what the OVC is trying to get—at least one, if, if not more. That—that—that's that, the name that we've heard. The I it would um, I can't tell you how likely that is. If I was a betting man right now, I would say it's it's le- it's more unlikely than likely. But that's definitely a target. And if the OVC is unable to do that, and another league. From whatever is able to to say, how would you like to play multiple HBCUs? I'm sure <laughs> that's something Tennessee State would consider. Never a dull moment. There really isn't. That's what's so crazy <laughs> never, about never this. Never a dull moment. And and based on what you know right now, how close are we to being done? Uh, we're not. We're not done yet. Okay. I, I, for one, I would not be. I would, I would, I would expect the Big South to add at least one more school. The, I think it is, it is entirely possible that, that school is Bryant. That school, there may be other schools in the Northeast that end up joining as affiliate members because there's still a lot of shuffling that's going to happen between the America East that has to replace two members, the NAAC, which has to replace uh, at least one member, if not more members, and then the NEC which may need to raid Division Two, and some of those schools may be left without a football league and they end up in the Big South. I know that the A-Sun and the Southland and the MEAC are all still making phone calls right now. So we are probably a couple of months away from being done, um, but the fact that both now the OVC and the Big South have kind of established this minimum, that makes it easier for the OVC to not have to maybe take a reach on a Division Two school that isn't really ready just because they need a body. This gives everyone a chance to breathe at least for a second. Makes sense. Marshall trying to sue their way out of Conference USA. Zero chance Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss play in Conference USA this season, I, I presume. I, w- I would be I would be very, very surprised. The the big the big question to me, I think, is gonna be what kind of financial settlement 
uh, what ends up coming out in some kind of discovery. I mean, we've already seen now the all of the Conference USA bylaws that have been published as, as part of this lawsuit, and you can see all the times that Marshall tried to uh, tried to force their way out. I have talked with a couple of different attorneys about <laughs> about those documents, and the general consensus I'm getting is, boy, Marshall has some pretty creative lawyers. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Uh, if they're able to, you know, to kind of get a home court ruling for this sort of thing, it, 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 I'll tell you, it's all very surprising. It's not surprising that, that, that a lot of hurt feelings are happening and relationships are being torn apart through realignment. It, the litigation and threats of litigation is generally not this public. It's really not in anyone's best interest for it to happen this way. <laughs> generally. There you go. Matt Brown. Yeah, I mean, other than me, other, other than schmucks that get to write sure. about it for a living. Like that's, I mean, that's, that's great. <laughs> Send me your dirty laundry. There and, we go. And we appreciate the fact that you sift through it and give us the best parts of it. The, the cleanest dirty shirt, <laughs> as Johnny Cash would say, and Chris Christopherson. It is, yes, sir. It is Main Street Sports today. We have spoken with Matt Brown of Extra Points. Make sure to subscribe to the Extra Points newsletter and follow him at Matt Brown EP on Twitter. It will be the best follow you make this week, I promise. Matt, thanks. Yeah, thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. And, and until next time. Yes, sir. <laughs> and there will be one. <laughs> until, you know, two days from now. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got some SEC hoops to talk about last night's ball games, and we'll talk about what Callen, Colin Cowherd said to make the NJCAA very angry. <laughs> so stick around. We'll be right back. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Brady Mack, Tamney, and Blaine Keller bring you all the latest in sports from Robertson and Montgomery counties on the Main Street North podcast, airing live Thursdays at 1 p.m. The duo talk about high school sports and beyond, including a special guest this week, Springfield alum and Austin P. pitcher Luke Brown. Watch live on Main Street Media social media or listen to the podcast on your podcast distribution platform of choice. That's Main Street North podcast. Subscribe today. Or as we like to call it, the MSP North. That too. MSP North. Yeah. The MSP North is the great beyond. Mm-hmm. It is. For us. <laughs> we never... Once we hit Nashville, there's like a wall, and we just don't... <laughs> we just do not continue. Because then you're just too close to Bowling Green, aren't you, Mo? It's pretty close. It's clo- it's too close, close for you. Closer than I care to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Winter's always coming uh, in the North. For any of you GOT fans out there. Last night, Alabama came north, and we talked about how it could certainly be a problem. In Memorial, there's still some juju in there. and I think you're right. I, I, I hesitate to say the magic is back, but they are certainly giving some folks problems with the end zone benches. Exactly. Uh, and Alabama gets the win. They, they end up winning 74-72. But Vanderbilt was able actually got it within two points and was within about two centimeters of tying the ball game with four seconds to go. A layup that just didn't fall. Unfortunately, that that's that, and that's yeah. a tough way. That's a tough way to lose, man. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you just got to go. Well, ball don't lie. Not our night. <laughs> Not our night. Not our night. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> still Vanderbilt, great showing last night against the twenty fourth ranked Tide. Here's the thing: I didn't realize this. Had Vanderbilt won, Alabama and Vanderbilt would have been tied for. In the SEC standings, I'm Alabama you. with three top ten wins would have been tied with Vanderbilt in the SEC standings. <laughs> this league has been nuts all year, and we've been talking about it. And it's it it, it feels like it's going to continue to be nuts, and it's going to make for a whale of a tournament. I think it's going to be one of the best tournaments we've ever seen in the Southeastern Conference. I I don't think there's any chance the one and two seeds end up in the in the finals. Period. There are one, two, three, four teams tied with seven losses or seven yeah, seven losses. That would put you fifth in the league right now. Alabama's eight and seven. LSU, South Carolina, and Mississippi State are all seven and seven. I assume they play tonight. And then Florida's seven and eight. Your top four right now is Auburn Kentucky, Arkansas, and Tennessee. So, Chris, you don't see Kentucky and Auburn in the finals? I'm. I don't think the way that this league has played out that there's any chance we see the one-two teams in the in the finals. I'm not going to go that far, but I certainly would not be surprised if 
I would be that more surprised the, if, if it's they one and did, two than if they don't. Yes. Put it that way. I would be more surprised if one and two end up there than I would be anything else. I, I, I feel you on how crazy and, and it seems, um, you know, middle of the road this conference is. Very competitive. But those two teams, I mean, they're both, if, if not both one seeds, they're kind of flip-flopping between one and two in the NCAA tournament. I, they're, both, they're both potential one yep. seeds, and they're both, they have five conference losses yep. between them. It's amazing. But they could also have something in common after Saturday. They both could have gone into Thompson Bowling Arena and gotten beat because Tennessee hosts Auburn on Saturday. Mm. And Tennessee still hasn't lost it. They've still not lost at, at TBA. Mm -hmm. And going back to Vanderbilt just a second, with that loss, Vanderbilt falls to six and nine, which leaves them in a tie with Texas A&M for ninth. And they need to be ninth to avoid that extra game to start the con uh, the start extra the extra game the extra extra game they could yeah. be tenth I think and still get that extra day because they're fourteen that's so, right eleven yep. twelve okay my fault they're tied Sorry. for tenth then because Georgia Georgia is at the bottom Missouri is thirteenth Ole Miss is twelfth and Vanderbilt and Texas A and M are and Vandy holds that tiebreaker due to beating the A and M A and M mm -hmm. yeah so yep. So they're teetering, but uh, they are definitely th teetering. That's a huge advantage between playing that first night and or nine. getting that day. Yeah, and it's almost impossible. I don't know if anybody's ever come out of that first day to the finals. I, well, since they've gone to fourteen, teams. in part because they're eleventh, twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. Yeah. Oh yeah, still. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that would have been a great one to get last night for Vanderbilt. On top of that win over Texas A and M. Um, over the weekend, so it's it's wild and, and wacky, wacky right yeah. here. This this conference is is nuts, and, and Tennessee goes to Como and, and gets a win. Obviously, Missouri not great. They're four and eleven in conference, ten and eighteen overall. But Como has not been an easy place to win for Tennessee in the past. And last night they took care of business from a get pretty much. I mean, I checked in on it at one point, and it was. Um, I think 28-19 in the first, pretty early on. It was 54-36 at another point. I mean, they pretty well put it on cruise control, look like. So, good for them. Good for Tennessee, absolutely. Um, we've – I guess we can put a bow on the Juwan Howard-Greg Gard situation with this here because Colin Cowherd basically said that Juwan Howard was acting like a junior college coach. Like he was some coach at some random JUCO. I'm sure he's t thinking Jason Brown types, not necessarily Winston Neal types. But you know what I'm saying. And so the NJCAA put out a statement and said, look, the statements made by Colin Coward are degrading and uneducated. <laughs> there is no level in sports that should tolerate the behavior that Mr. Cowherd was refer referring to, which is understandable. Still made a swipe. <laughs> anyway, his statements is further evidence of a negative and uninformed stigma on in our society regarding junior college and two-year collegiate athletics and higher education. To portray that grown-ups acting like fools is a normal behavior in junior college basketball and that only coaching in the Big Ten or Power Five level is a, quote, big responsibility is false. Big responsibilities are not measured by the level that you coach, but rather the impact you make on a young person's life to chase their aspirations and become better versions of themselves. 
That is what junior college coaches do each and every day from Dr. Christopher J. Parker, president of the NJCAA. Cowherd should have been forced to read that on his show. Absolutely. I cannot. But here's the thing. That release could have stopped at the first sentence. Read that first sentence again. <laughs> he's, <laughs> read, folks, read that again. He's not wrong. The statements made by Colin Cowherd are degrading and uneducated. Well, Boom. you could have Enough. just done. Yeah. You, you, and, and, and you can say that every day. Every day. <laughs> Every, just, each, yep. each and every day, just retweet. as Dr. Parker says. <laughs> yeah, Retweet each yep. and every day. So anyway. Evergreen. It, it's an evergreen tweet. There's no, there's no question there. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting, and, and he made the NJCAA very angry. So anyway. And, and they let him know. Good for them. Speaking of the NJCAA, though, we have some, some schedule we, news. We, we, got some, we got some brackets for the – TCCAA slash NJCAA Region 7 men's and women's tournaments that begin this weekend over in Dyersburg. Um, the Lady Chargers play as the number six seed against third seed at Cleveland State. They play the late game on Sunday night. That's an 8 o'clock start over in Dyersburg. Um Walters, per usual, is the number one seed. Chattanooga State is the number two. Um, Cleveland State's the three. Roan State is the four. But the Lady Chargers open against Cleveland State. Um, if they win that, they would play the late game again on Monday. The women's championship is on Tuesday at four over in Dyersburg. Columbia State's men go into the tournament as the number two seed. They will play at six o'clock on Saturday against the winner of number seven, Cleveland, number 10, Jackson. They play on Friday. Um, C State's the two again, Dyersburg. The host, Eagles, are the one seed. Um, Rome State's the three, Southwest is the four. So we will have these brackets up on the website at mainstreetmurray.com at some point today. So you can check that out. And I hear music, so I guess we are approaching halftime. Um, stay with us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. We'll be back. 